I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Smith rifles that one to Mims. And that's a foot race. He's going to win. Touchdown, Baylor. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Five straight games, Anthony, where he's got a touchdown catch of over 20. That's to the middle of that line, and it's a touchdown. Big return for Crowder, 85 yards. Donald escapes, trying to buy himself some time. Fires, end zone, it's caught. Incredible play by Donald. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. You know that's <laughs> the Q-inator. Oh my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the TOJ Digital Studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And it's time to get to know your foe. This week we're talking about the Arizona Cardinals as H.B. Cliff, as our own (laughs) Michael Nania likes to call him. The heartbreak Cliff is coming into town along with Kyler Murray and the rest of the Arizona Cardinals. So, went out and got one of the best he is, of course, an anchor over at 12 News in Phoenix, Mr. Cameron Cox. Cameron, what's going on, brother? Scott, anytime you can begin a podcast with a wrestling reference, I'm all about it, man. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, you know, hopefully Cliff can super kick the Jets and get this <laughs> shit back uh, right here. People in Arizona are getting a little iffy, just a little bit. Uh, this offense is kind of sputtered. Defense hasn't looked great, so uh, hopefully they can come back and have a good showing against the Jets. Thank you for having me, though. Yeah, absolutely, and you led right into exactly what I was going to ask you about because Arizona won the first two weeks, and then the next two weeks they started to crater out a little bit. What has changed from the first two weeks to the last two weeks? So they flat. First of all, they just can't run the football. They've just struggled uh, pretty bad to run the football, and it's kind of been the opposite of what they were at the end of last year. You know, if you would have told me 
when Cliff was hired, that they would have had the success that they had at the end of last year running the football, I probably would have laughed at you. Um, but they showed, thanks to the assistant coaches that Cliff has on his staff and their ability really to evolve this offense from the typical air raid he ran at Texas Tech to a very creative, um, run-friendly type of offense at times, you know, old school triple option things, but just out of the spread formation, you know, they, they were able to finish uh, second towards the end of the year in rushing last year and just really impressive. And, you know, this year you just had those hopes. Most of the guys on the O-line were coming back. Uh, you know, you re-signed Kenny Drake and uh, you got rid of David Johnson and you just thought Drake was going to be this feature back for him. And it just hasn't really pan out. Kyler Murray right now is their leading rusher and they just have not been able to dominate the line of scrimmage the way they've been able to do so, uh, I would say, at the end of last year. like And really like they want to. That's everything. And, you know, you've seen enough football, Scott, to know. I don't care what offense you run. I don't care if it's the wing tee the West Coast, whatever, the air raid. Like, you have to be able to control the line of scrimmage. And you have to be able to run the football. And flat out, the Cardinals haven't been able to do this. Uh, also, I, I think Cliff has struggled with adjustments in recent weeks. I think that's been a big thing. I think the book is out on them. Not per se how to beat them week in and week out, but I think one thing with this offense having played in it in college is that you can get predictable. You can, you know, stick to your favorite stuff, and all of a sudden people pick up that on film, and you can get a little predictable. And then Kyler Murray, I I've said this for weeks now, he's got to figure out how to either be – you know, a mix between Superman and Clark Kent. He, you know, he, it's hard <laughs> to teach someone who's been Superman his whole life to be like, hey, man, just take what the defense gives. Like, I don't I don't I never had that switch. So I don't know how you flip that switch, but he's got to find a happy medium at times because there's definitely times in games where he's just missing guys that are wide open and it, it's costing the Cardinals and it's ruining some drives and he's getting a little impatient at times. So, yes, he's Superman, but he's got to find times when it's OK not to be Superman and still find success. And they've also been banged up on defense. I think they're going to get a little healthy this week. So it's just kind of been a combo of things that's really snowballed and led them to the two and two record that they have now. And not Cardinal fans aren't reaching for the panic button, but it's in view. You know what I mean? It's like it's over there across the table in the kitchen somewhere. You can see it. Just keeping your eyes on it. Talk to me a little bit more about the idea of Kyler Murray being Superman and trying to do everything himself because it really does feel like that's what's going on. The only two players on that offense who seem to be producing are Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. You take a look at what the receivers have done. There isn't much there. Andy Isabella has like eight catches for 100 yards. That's the second leading receiver on the team after Hopkins. And as you mentioned, Murray is their leading rusher. And that's not good. Kenyon Drake is somebody who played really well down the stretch last year, but he hasn't gotten it going. Kyler Murray taking the rushing and the passing onto his shoulders. That always seems to be a mistake for a quarterback. Like you said, trying to do too much. Explain a little bit more about what's going on there. Yeah, the offense has been extremely unbalanced at times, and and the the fact that Andy Isabella is leading is second in receiving is just mind -bogg boggling to me. I mean, he comes into the year as their fourth option, um, but behind, you know, you probably go hop. Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk, and then Andy because of the injury uh, to Christian Kirk. I believe he missed a game. Andy had to step in a row and got some passes thrown his way. Uh, but 
other guys besides Hopkins, it's really been hit or miss across the board. And that's just because they really haven't gotten into a rhythm. And that was really evident last week against Carolina. They only had 55 plays on offense. And that's this offense is built to you know function between 70 and 90 is what they would like to do. And so to only have 55 and how bad they struggled early on, it's just not what they want to do by any means. And, uh, you know, last week was a perfect example of how much this offense struggled because Booth only had five plays that went longer than 10 yards. And so, and, you know, Kyler had like 24 completions, only a buck 33 in the air. I think he's like the only the second quarterback since like 1950 to have 24 completions, but throw for that kind of performance. Uh, it's just not good um, the way he's spreading the ball around. Um, the Dinkin and Duncan, and that's where teams can really tee off on him. He just hadn't been able to find those other receivers especially Larry Fitzgerald. That's been the concerning part. You know, I get a lot of texts throughout the week when they look at people, look at the box score and, you know, they see fits and like last week, I mean, just, it's just unbelievable. I mean, I believe in the past two weeks, he's got four catches for no yards or maybe one yard, one of the two. And just for that kind of production from a guy who's a first ballot Hall of Famer, don't tell me Larry Fitzgerald has lost a step. He has the best hands in football. He can still get open. Uh, They just got to figure out a way to get him the football the way they're getting DeAndre the football. I'm really surprised with the way teams have been playing them, um, that they're going to give up DeAndre Hopkins at times, that they're letting him get open the way he's doing. Uh, But, so far, the Cardinals haven't been able to prove that they can get the ball around to other guys yet. Sure, they've spread it around a little bit, but not to the ability downfield that they definitely wanted. So it's it's definitely concerning. Cliff puts a lot of the blame on him. He doesn't really dive into a lot of the details, but it's it's pretty evident from watching film that they got to figure out ways to get more guys involved um, or else it could be a very long year because uh, this offense is clearly stuck in neutral right now. For as great as DeAndre Hopkins is, it sounds like in some ways he's actually hurting the offense only because Murray and Kingsbury are trying to rely too much on him to do everything at the expense of everybody else. Is that more or less what you're saying? Well, I, it's hard to say like having DeAndre Hopkins on your team like hurts your team by any means. Right. He's, you know, he's, he's like DeAndre Hopkins. Of course. Like having Hulk Hogan, The Rock, Stone Cold. You know, you're, <laughs> you're never going to be you're never going to be mad about, hey, they show up on Monday Night Raw, right? Uh, that would never be a bad thing. Uh, having Hop on this team has definitely made this offense better. Uh, but I will say you just haven't seen the involvement that you would like to see. I thought the tight ends were going to go off this year. You haven't really seen that. Cliff has so many weapons. And part of me wonders, like, he talked about this a lot in the offseason, that he watched film from all leagues. He even told us he watched XFL film. He watched XFL film. So, I mean, this guy had all this time to steal plays, and he's open about that. Hey, we got this trick play from this guy. We got this play from this guy. I mean, the NFL is a copycat league. Bruce Arians used to tell me the same thing. You always see, oh, I like that play. I'm going to use it. So he took stuff from everybody. And you almost wonder at times if Cliff is getting too cute with the way he's calling plays and the way he's trying to get people the ball. Um, you know, he, he's very conscious about where guys at, who guys get, uh, what guys get the catches. So he knows where the ball is going. And I think just maybe sometimes that can overwhelm him because he's such a brilliant offensive mind. And I, I want to stress that. He really is a brilliant offensive mind that I think sometimes it just catches up with him and he gets a little too cute when the game can be a little simpler and just figuring out ways to get certain people the ball. I also think part of the struggle 
goggles is on Kyler Murray. And you see this when you're watching tape. He missed Larry Fitzgerald, third play of the game last week, wide open, like as open as they could be over the middle, and Kyler overthrows him. Now, we've seen that a few times. Andy Isabella later in the game, open downfield on the fade route, runs right by a defender, overthrows him. So those big plays, he hasn't just been able to connect with those big plays uh, like we've seen, which is why I've said before, he's just got to find that happy median on on what to do. Uh, And he's got to take with what the defense gives him at times. I think sometimes he's taken some shots when he hasn't needed to. And then I thought sometimes he's dinked and dunked it a little bit when that shot was there downfield and he just didn't see it. And we really don't know why he didn't see it because they're not going to share that with us. Uh, But I think Kyler needs to find that happy medium and he needs to figure out a way to get other guys involved with the football because that'll take some pressure off of them moving forward. Teams can play this team a certain way. That's why this Jets game's realistically, even though y'all are winless, it scares me a little bit because teams can play them a certain way. And if they take away certain things, as we've seen these past two games, this offense really struggles to go. Just to be clear, so I don't get pilloried, I'm not suggesting that having DeAndre Hopkins is bad or that he doesn't make the offense better. I'm just saying that in some ways he might be hurting the rest of the offense in total because of the fact that Kingsbury and Murray are forcing it to him or attempting to force it to him so much. But I do want to ask you a little bit more about his impact, DeAndre Hopkins, on the Cardinals' yeah. offense. What's it been like he's seeing really good. somebody like... Yeah, like, well, really I know good. that. I'm aware that DeAndre Hopkins <laughs> is good. But tell me a little bit about what his impact has been overall with the offense and what it's been like seeing him up close because... You're a Texans fan, you were telling me before we started recording, so you know all about Hopkins. Born and raised in Houston, man. My Astros cheated. I get it. I know. (laughs) You'll be the 100 New Yorker to tell me. I get it. We'll see you in the next round, hopefully. You know, I know y'all struggling against Tampa Bay today. It happens, you know? Are y'all still struggling? It does, but you generally don't get struggles from DeAndre Hopkins. So tell me a little (laughs) bit about what it's like to have him there and watch him as they try to bring Kyler Murray's game to the next level. Like I said, the fact that he's trying to force it to him so much much is probably hurting him in his development a little bit but still to have a weapon that dynamic especially in Kingsbury's offense it's got to be something to see you know Scott it surprised the hell out of me the first game how many catches DeAndre had and what he's been able to do and it really shouldn't have surprised me because I've watched it for years my mom who's a Texan season ticket holder still uh, calls the office once a week to yell at him for trading DeAndre Hopkins she's not happy Mama's not happy by any means. And so when he got here to Arizona, you knew it would create space. You knew it would open things up for this offense. And at times we've seen that. The weird thing is, is teams are still playing them pretty honest. And so I thought they would key DeAndre and they would key Kyler. And that would open things up for Larry, Christian, Christian Kirk, another young receiver, Andy Isabella, too, at times, a tight end down the field. We haven't seen the passes to the running backs out of the backfield yet, which I think has been a mistake at times because, you know, you saw that last year a little bit. You get those guys involved. Uh, They have Chase Edmonds at times, but I think they can do a little bit more of it. Uh, But it's kind of been the complete opposite. They've – DeAndre, first of all, is the best receiver in the NFL at getting open. This dude is just a monster at it. It is impossible to cover him at times talked to his trainer last week and you know as great as he was going into this offseason they worked on some little details handwork footwork and you when you watch the tape like 
man, he could, he's really getting guys' hands off him quicker than he ever has in his life. He's not the biggest receiver in the world as far as size-wise, but, man, he can really – guys that press him, man, he can throw them around, make a move real quick and get going, put his foot in his ground, make a catch, come back to the line of scrimmage, be quarterback friendly. He can do all those things um, as the best with any of them in the NFL. He's just a monster. And so he's good at that. But the thing is, teams aren't just focusing on him like I thought they would. And so they're playing the Cardinals pretty straight up. And the result is that DeAndre is open most of the time, but other guys are covered up. And other guys aren't getting open like you'd want them to. And so I think that changes the game plan a little bit. And uh, I think it's it's concerning when you see you know DeAndre getting all these catches. Well, there's a reason because other guys just aren't getting open as much as you'd like them to. They're not as open as he is. And uh, DeAndre is really good at getting open. So, uh, I mean, if they can figure out a way to spread this ball around like they need to, um, this offense can really – I me personally think I'd be, be one of the best in the NFL. But it all goes back to how we kind of started this. they got to be able to run the football. I don't care what offense you're running. I don't care if you got five linemen, four linemen, just a center, whatever. I, what, it doesn't matter. You have to be able to establish some type of running game in this league, and that'll get some pressure off Kyler, definitely, and maybe open things up for some other guys in this offense. Cameron, fair to say that the offensive line is part of the problem right now? Yes, early on. Um, you know, they haven't seen the sack numbers get there, but Kyler's getting hit a lot, and they just haven't been able to establish kind of that dominating force that they were towards the end of that last year on the offensive line. And that kind of concerns me going against the Jets. I mean, the Jets aren't bad up front. Uh, they got some guys that can get after it. One of them who was drafted behind Kyler Murray. And so, I mean, the fact that they haven't been able to really set the tone up front uh, lets other teams know, and you saw that in Carolina, you definitely saw that in Detroit, that they can be thrown a lot around a little bit, they can be pushed around a little bit, and uh, if other teams can fight, you know, control that line of scrimmage from the start, which is what they've done the past two weeks, it's all of a sudden Cardinals are playing catch-up down the road, and uh, those are just two teams these past week that they weren't catching by any means. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Jumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Jumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Let's talk a little defense. What's going on with Isaiah yeah. Simmons? It seems like he's off to a really slow start. Man, slow, non-start. I mean, how, what else can we say, right? Like non-factor. Like, um, I, I'm not going to say disappointing because that's not fair to him. Um because they didn't have a traditional offseason. Uh, I'll get into why the, the counter arguments then in just a second, but like it just wasn't. Vance Joseph said this the other day, he was their defensive coordinator. Like Isaiah Simmons lost like 1,500 snaps, something like that. Rookies in general lost all these snaps between the virtual offseason, the virtual minicamp, virtual organized team activities. To virtual, you know, training camp wasn't. I, I don't care what anybody says. Training camp still wasn't the same type of training camp. It was more just like a glorified practice to get them to their first game for a month. That's really what training camp was. It wasn't anywhere close to a normal training camp. He lost all this time preparing to play in the NFL. So we'll start with that. First of all, they wanted to play him at middle linebacker. I don't think that worked out the way they wanted him to. Then they moved him back to outside linebacker, uh, knowing that he can get off the edge a little bit, rush the edge. The Cardinals have two really good uh, outside linebackers, Chandler Jones, one of the best in the NFL, uh, most sacks since he was traded to the Cardinals in the entire league. Devon Kennard came over from the Lions last year, fantastic ed- edge rusher too as well. Uh, they have a former first-round pick in Hassan Reddick who backs him up too as well. So there was a lot of playing time there. They wanted Isaiah Simmons to play right away. So they started in that first game, got burned extremely bad multiple times against the 49ers, and it was very clear he was not ready to go. So they yanked the chain back, and his reps have just been low ever since. You kind of saw this coming in training camp because we could watch a little bit. We couldn't watch all of practice in training camp. That's just how it rolled. But you just could tell, like, he was a little timid, and, you know, you didn't really see that Isaiah Simmons that you saw when you turned on the highlight tape when he's drafted. Now – Part of me wants to think maybe that's just a rookie learning. The Cardinals have done that with rookies in the past where it's taken them a while to get there. Part of me puts that on the coaches for not getting him ready because it's I don't care what you are when you draft a guy that high. It's your job to get him ready. But the fact of the matter is he is not ready to play every down in the NFL. And the fact is that he is not playing. And so that's just what it is. He's a work in progress. His footwork has to get better. And I think he's really still adjusting to the NFL. And it's, like I said, it's not a knock on him. It's just the reality they're living in is he is not ready to be that, you know, hopefully cornerstone that they were drafting when they were really excited to pick him up. There's a, there's a bit of a learning curve for him. Overall, the defense seems to be around average, maybe a little bit below average compared to the rest of the league. I believe they're 14th in run defense and 19th in pass defense. What have been the strengths and weaknesses of the unit? We know Chandler Jones is one of the best edge rushers in the league. Who are the guys that the Jets really need to concern themselves with? Well, first of all, you, th- you thought the strength was going to be up front. Um, the last two games, it hasn't been. Devon Kennard has been battling an injury. You know, I mentioned him not too long ago. The guy they brought over from the Lions. Uh, they signed a big man in the middle in Jordan Phillips. You know Jordan Phillips well, played in Buffalo last year, had almost 
10 sacks. And so they got Corey Peters in the middle too as well, a few young guys behind them. So you kind of thought this defensive line, these outside linebackers, uh, would really be people to watch out for. Uh, but the past couple of weeks, they've just been gashed up the middle as far as running the football. I don't care who it was back there. You thought the Panthers were a little banged up, second string running back, whatever, and they just kind of had their way with them. Uh, missed tackles have been a struggle. So up front, they just haven't played um, what we all thought they were going to play. I think teams are really keying on Chandler Jones when you turn on the tape. He's getting double, triple team. He's getting chipped. He's just not getting to the quarterback, and I think teams are making a really valiant effort to make sure he doesn't get to the quarterback whatsoever. Uh, they got two good linebackers in the middle, and Devondre Campbell came over from the Falcons, was their leading tackler last year. Jordan Hicks used to play for the Eagles. His first year in Arizona was last year, led them in tackles, just two tackling machines. Uh, but they're going to be tackling machines when the, the front, the defensive line really can't stop anybody. They have been banged up with injuries. Buda Baker had hand surgery on his thumb recently. Uh, he missed last week. He will be back this week. That's new news today. They're going to get uh, Buda Baker. They're all pro safety back. Their other safety, starting safety, is out. The backup to them is out. They got a bunch of guys off the streets right behind them. Um, so the, the back end of the defense has been iffy. Uh, and then, the, you know, they lost their other starting cornerback in Robert Alford in training camp for the second year in a row. So uh, Byron Murphy in his second year played every game last year as a rookie. He, he'll start opposite of Patrick Peterson. I don't think Patrick Peterson, despite getting his first interception of the year last year, has played incredibly well. At times he's looked fairly slow. And a guy, unfortunately, I hate to say this, love Pat. I think he's great, but he's been a guy that teams have picked on, and that's just that's just a fact when you turn on the tape. So they do have a lot of problems on defense, and we'll see what getting Buddha does, uh, getting him back in the back end of the defense does for this defense. But it was clear last week that there was a lot of miscommunication, a lot of undisciplined defense, and, man, the Panthers just ran right through them uh, and really at all levels of that defense – and so that's concerning this week because if they don't execute, I don't care how bad the Jets are at times offensively. I don't care who's back there at quarterback. I mean, you can take advantage of a defense like that when they play that poorly. You mentioned Buda Baker coming back from injury. What are we looking at here injury-wise with the Cardinals? Who's coming back and who's not going to be playing? Well, so far we know Buda will play this weekend. Um, Devon Kennard's still up in the air. Uh, Jalen Thompson, their, their other starting safety, he won't play. I think he's still working back from uh, being on IR. They're not sure when he's going to be there. Chris Banjo, their other backup, uh, no word on him yet, too, as well. Um, Justin Pugh got banged up, the left guard, um, towards the end of the game. He practiced today. He should be good to go. Kenyon Drake took a big shot to the chest at the end of the game. Uh, he walked, jogged off the field. There was some concern Monday. He was out there at practice today. So no other big names really besides that. It's kind of a wait and see. Uh, we'll, fi we'll figure out kind of all that on later in the week. Uh, but as of now, it, it looks like most of the heavy hitters for the Cardinals uh, you'll see out there during the week. And the, the biggest one, obviously, is just getting Buda Baker back because, I mean, they were lost I don't care who was playing. It didn't matter. I mean, they just looked lost in the secondary last week. So that's big for them because at least they'll have that communication back there on the back end. Let's talk strategy, Cameron. What do you expect the Cardinals to do offensively and defensively against the Jets? And then on the other end of things, what is it you think the Jets could look to exploit in this matchup? 
offensively, they just have to figure out how to get out of rhythm. I really hope they figure out ways to spread the ball around quickly. And I think that's the biggest thing early on. They just got to figure out a way to get in a rhythm right off the back. Um, this team really struggles, as most teams do, but especially the Cardinals and like the way this offense is built because a three and out when they run this style of system can be very quick, um, especially as pass heavy as Cliff seems to get when they're not in rhythm. And so, and most of the time that's because they're from behind. And um, I mean, things can just go off the rails fairly, fairly quickly. I, I would love to see them get the ball to Larry Fitzgerald first and often after that, figure out a way to get him around. And uh, when he's catching passes, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins got to be running free if Larry Fitzgerald is figuring out ways to catch passes. Um, defensively, I hope they come after Joe Flacco. I was a big fan when B.A. was the head coach, and he would just send the house all the time. I want to make a quarterback prove it. And Joe Flacco hasn't proven anything in three years. I would figure out a way to come after him with anything and everybody until he shows you he can throw the ball down the field, until they show you they can run the ball by any means, anything like that. So I'm coming after Joe Flacco. I'm blitzing whoever I got. And I'm coming after him, and I'm making sure that uh, he doesn't feel comfortable in that pocket. Uh, I will say this. If there is one weakness the Jets can maybe exploit, uh, it's it's that front seven. If they can control the line of scrimmage and run the football and figure it out ways to, to really get to that second and third level like the Panthers did last week, like the Lions did the week before that, um, the Cardinals gave up some big plays on the outside too as well uh, in passing situations. The Panthers took advantage of it, seemed like on every third down last week. So uh, a third down and running the football I think are two areas that the Cardinals are really – looking to improve on this week. But if I were the Jets, I'd be pretty confident heading into the ball game this week just because in those areas, man, the Cardinals just showed no life last week. And so they can figure out ways to run the football and get the ball downfield on third down. The Cardinals gave up a lot of big plays on third down. Uh, it, it could be a long day for the Redbirds. Well, the good news for you, Cameron, is that four weeks into the season, the Jets haven't even come close to figuring out a way to effectively run the football. <laughs> but then again, maybe they're due. Who knows? Every time the Jets don't get a third down, I, I told you this earlier in the week, uh, we were exchanging messages. Our executive producer, he's from New York, born and raised there. He's a Jets fan. I've heard this man cry over this team. Every time the Jets don't get a third down, it's always on one of his TVs. I hear some type of word coming from his cubicle over by me, and I just I know in the back of my head, up. Oh, guess the Jets are punting. <laughs> <laughs> there has been a lot of that, a lot of action for sixth-round rookie Braden Mann out of Texas A&M, who hopefully will be the answer at punter. have a feeling we're going to be seeing quite a lot of him the rest of the way, including against the Cardinals on Sunday. But what do you think is going to happen in this one, Cameron? How do you think this ultimately shakes out? I think the Cardinals are still a good football team, and I think the Jets are not a good football team. I'm just, I'm just being real here. That's just what I see um, when I turn on the tape. Uh, I think this is a game the Cardinals win, and I think they handedly win this game. Um, this is a game for them to get back on track. Uh, I would assume this is how they're talking about it. You know, it's weird not being able to be in the locker room and get a gauge of guys and, you know, Zoom calls and all that is just – it's not a lot of fun because you really can't talk to guys about certain things like this. Um, but Kyler Murray said something really interesting today, and you haven't heard Murray say something like this before, and I, I, I'm kind of questioning myself as I'm saying this because Murray doesn't really give out a lot of things like this. Uh, but he said today was maybe one of their most intense – uh, practice that they had in a very long time 
a big sense of urgency. And that might just sound like coach speak, player speak, whatever. But for Kyler to say that is kind of a big deal. Uh, he doesn't handle losses very well. I mean, he's the type of guy when he hasn't lost much in his life to begin with whatsoever. And we did this story with him a few weeks ago. Like if there was ever a guy to have on your team that after a loss can figure out a way to regroup and regroup quickly and what to change and what to do. Even last year when the Cardinals were getting beat week after week and they only won five games last year, like they were they weren't worse the next week. They might have still lost the next week, but they were better in some type of category. And that was all because of Kyler Murray at times. He'll figure something out. Um, and judging from how today's practice went, they're pretty fired up to get back on the field. Even DeAndre Hopkins, who's usually very talkative, and, he, and not to say he wasn't today, but there was just a different tone in his voice. And it was almost like, we coming, and we're going to put up a lot of points this weekend, and uh, we're going to fix this offense because we know how good we can be. So I would think the Cardinals will win this game I think they win big in this game and I think this is kind of one of those games that just gets them back on track to me the Cardinals are a good football team the Jets are not and this is just pretty cut and dry when you look at it well Cameron if it does shake out that way my condolences to your producer and to you for having to listen to him cry I mean I've been worried for some computer screens you know the budget I mean we, we can't break any monitors around here so I've been worried <laughs> like, Jeff, just listen don't break the TV we can't replace it like we just there's not another one in the closet so you can't we can't do this so um, I, I've definitely I hear the the anger from Jets Nation uh, and it sits right across from me time to time <laughs> we actually we put him in our our Sunday night show last week. You know, he's he's behind the uh, behind the scenes. He's in the booth, produces the show, makes sure everything goes well. Talks in my ear, and I was like, "Jet, we're gonna put a camera in the control room." And I go, "When we're talking about the Cardinals' next opponent, I just need you to go New York on me. I need you to tell the people here in Arizona uh, what they're in for." And he basically said, "Jet, you know, Jet stands for mess, and Cardinal fans have no fear. Jet Week is here." So that's how he left it. <laughs> Sounds like he's this close to going. Full Rock versus McFoley and hitting somebody ten times in the head with a chair in a row. Man, that was brutal. Couldn't the Rock take it easy, man? That, oh, I remember that match. That was brutal. Ooh, that's why they don't do unprotected chair shots anymore, my <laughs> yes. man. Only in AEW, right? Only in AEW. That's right. I'll tell you this though, being a Jets fan all these years feels like taking those chair shots over and over and over and over again. What's the disconnect with the organization and the fans? Just so just from from your perspective. I think the easiest way to put it is that the organization keeps making stupid decisions and the fans are tired of having to live with the consequences of those stupid decisions. <laughs> hey, in Houston, they're dealing with that right now. They trade away DeAndre Hopkins for a bag of peanuts. Steve Kine, the GM of the Cardinals, I, mean, I will tell him this until the day I can't tell him this anymore. He robbed a bank in broad daylight with a banana. That's what he did <laughs> when he figured out a way to get DeAndre Hopkins from the Houston Texans for David Johnson. Unbelievable. So I, I, I know the feeling. Now, we don't have the pain as long as you do, so I'm not going to sit in the same boat. But uh, I, I, I hear it in Houston, too, as well. I hear the pain, uh, same pain in your voice. Unlike the legendary Eddie Murphy, it sounds like Bill O'Brien and the Texans fell for the old banana in the tailpipe gag that led to the DeAndre Hopkins trade. Cameron Cox of 12 News in Phoenix, thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. It was a blast having you on, talking about the Jets-Cardinals matchup. For anybody that wants to check out your work, read a little bit more about the Cardinals leading into the game, and then check out your work beyond that, because I'm sure you've got plenty of awesome stuff 
other than what's leading up to this Jets Cardinals matchup. Where can people find you? Where can they check out your work? Thanks, Scott. I appreciate it. Uh, Cam Cox 12 on Twitter and Instagram. Cameron Cox 12 News on Facebook. I always post all the stories we do up there. If you're ever in Phoenix and want to play some golf, let me know. We'll go play golf any day of the week, even in the morning before kickoff. We'll find time to get on the links. I'll tell you what, I'll make you a deal. I come out to Arizona, we play some golf, but then you got to come to New York and I'll take you for some of the best pizza you've ever had. How's that? Now, see, that was so last year, that was my bummer. Uh, the Cardinals played the Giants last year, mm-hmm. um, and I got out there. And we got we had a little trouble getting in. The flight was delayed. It was raining, and uh, New York is always. I, I went to New York when I was younger, but never really got to experience it. I was looking forward to spending a day in the city, and didn't get a chance to do that yet, Scott. So I'm gonna hold you to that. I don't think we're gonna travel with the team this year. We're usually at every road game, so most of the time I, we'd probably do this podcast. If I was in New York right before the game because of COVID, we're not traveling this year it is what it is but i mean um i look forward to getting back to new york one day i'm gonna hold you to that because i have not had a serious uh, new york pizza yet and i and i that needs that's on my bucket list listen if there's one thing that i'm a certified expert in other than pain as a jets fan it's good pizzas so when you come to new uh, york whether it's against the jets or the giants you hit me up you let me know and i'll take you for some of the best pizza that you're gonna find anywhere make sure that you're following cameron on twitter and checking out his work if you haven't given us a five-star review on itunes yet if you could go ahead and do that for us really appreciate it easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing doesn't take you much time doesn't cost you any money but it goes a long way to help us out so if you could go ahead and do that for us be quite grateful and for the latest and greatest in new york jets podcasts you know where to go that's turn on the jets digital and turn on the jets.com judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy the Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.